We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from, well, I used to be from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Trinity. I am now Pastor Emeritus. What a great title Pastor that is. Emeritus. Emeritus. A title we can all aspire to. <laughs> That's right. I am living back here in, in New Athens, Illinois, though. We're back home again, left the, the frozen north. Boy, I tell you what, you don't want to be up in the frozen north today. It's cold and snow. You got out just in time. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, right next to me, the man you know, love, and care for, it is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis, where the skies are always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, everybody wants to know, how you doing? Oh, you, well, you, thanks, John. Are, are you recovered, or what's going on? Yeah, I, uh, I am well on the way to recovery. So, uh, as, as, as you know, as John has made sure that you know, I fell well, out yeah, of a tree. We, we care about you. <laughs> know, we care about you. And we like to make fun of you. Yeah, so it's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a win-win situation. <laughs> I know I, I said, you know, at a sense we're going to have to start stepping up the evangelism efforts because everyone knows about me falling out of this tree. So we yeah. need to bring in people that don't know about that, <laughs> that can't give me a hard time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, uh, healing up real well. Went to the doctor this past Friday. It was the 10-week the point uh, that happened. The injury happened on Labor Day. Uh, so 10 weeks out. Uh, doing well. I've been wearing that brace faithfully, uh, just taking it off at night. And the doctor says, I can tell you're doing a good job. So uh, very thankful for a good report. And I'm getting weaned off the brace. So I am <laughs> I am going braceless, folks. If you had a camera in the studio, right. you'd be able to see me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll testify there is no brace today. <laughs> there is no brace. So saying it feels good. Oh, I bet it, it so does. Good. I can feel the back of a chair. The first time I felt the back of a chair <laughs> oh, in 10 true. weeks. Crazy things that you give up. I know. That? Isn't that something? So. No, thanks be to God for for His healing and for uh, the the Bible talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and boy, that's the truth. It's it's pretty incredible how a broken vertebrae, or any broken bone for yep. that matter, yep. can can mend itself, and how God has a hand in that. Uh, it's just marvelous. So. Well, you're Very just thankful. lucky there is an angel there to catch you. That's I know, that's I'm what I'm saying. thinking. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, his holy angels are with me to, to guard me and protect me. And yeah, it could have been much, much worse. That's for sure. So, But, but next time, ask for the angel that's not butterfingered because he apparently caught you. And oh, 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 slipped through my fingers. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to let you hit the ground. Yeah, that happens. Oh, uh, let me down easy, please. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. And that's what we want to remind. Thank you for pointing that out. That's right. Next this, this coming week will be Thanksgiving. And don't forget about the big Black Friday WWB sale that will be going on. For that day only, you can actually get three, three of our iPod episodes for the price of one. Not bad. <laughs> no. Log on, Black Friday. That's right. Come oh, early. What the heck, Matt? Let's give them four, four podcasts. Oh, for the price of one. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> if you haven't got your loyalty card, by the way, be sure and sign up. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Matt, we're doing we're doing the. Uh, 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 oh, I've got it. Shall, shall I shall I read the theme verse? Well, yeah. Right. You, sure, yeah. Okay. okay how do you want to bring this? Well, no, no. Let's. let's right. no, well, I'll, I'll give a little introduction All first. Right. Okay. Um, uh, 
oh, we yeah. are going to be looking at uh, uh, another individual, another individual in that cloud of witnesses that we read about in the book of Hebrews. Yeah. Um, and last time we uh, took a look at Constantine, and this time we want to look at someone who's kind of his contemporary. Uh, we want to look at Augustine. Okay. Or is it Augustine? Augustine. I don't know. Well, yeah, well it's tomato, Constantine. Tomato, you know, Augustine. Constantine. Constantine. It's Constantine. <laughs> Augustine. 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 That's what I said. Was, I don't know. Is that what I said? No, you said Augustine. Oh. And that's my point. Augustine. Is it as Augustine or is it well, Augustine? It depends on where you put the emphasis. Okay. No. <laughs> So it's just merely a matter of how how you might. Pre- There's no preference. No, I mean because I, mean, I learned Augustine, and now people look at me like, no, it's Augustine. Augustine, <laughs> but it's Constantine. <laughs> it's not a Constantine. <laughs> well, you're you're wait, you're, you're one to talk. You're from <laughs> where, where are you from? What St. Paul's in what city? In Illinois. And what's in, the name of the city? New Athens. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. What, what's up with oh, that? we know. It's, it's New Athens. <laughs> everyone right. else. Okay, so that's what it is. It's just a regional problem. I think that's all. It Thank is. you for maybe it's just on the, the the east side of the Mississippi. Maybe it's an Illinois <laughs> that's thing. That's what it is. Well, it is because you know we used to have a restaurant in Belleville, and it was called Augustine's, not Augustine's. No one's called it Augustine's. <laughs> it was always Augustine's. All right, we better get back to our subject here. <laughs> Wait, where, where is it? There it is. We got to do it. Oh boy! Let me try that again. Sloppy button pushing. There we go. All right, so Augustine Augustine, you have your okay. pick. Okay, yeah, well, so, let's set the stage for us here. Yeah. Remind us again of, of sort of our, our guiding verses here, as we've been looking at the lives of some of these uh, heroes of the faith, uh, saints throughout the ages. Uh, if you could read Hebrews twelve, maybe verses one, two, and three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. <laughs> Maybe I can't read it. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. All right, thank you. So this cloud of witnesses, and, and certainly Augustine, Augustine yeah. is a, is a part of that cloud of witnesses. Uh, people that encourage us, people that you know are cheering us on as we run that race of faith. Uh, people that that our salvation is not founded. No, 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 not at all. But people who have their eyes fixed on the one in whom is the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ, right? That's who they look to, and that's who we look to as well. And their lives, well, they encourage us. They're examples to us. Uh, but ultimately, um, who we look to is, is Jesus Christ, the same one they look to. Yeah, and I think that's what's cool. So we're all running the same race, and if you look to your right and your left, here, here's here's Augustine. Yeah. And, and, of course, from our perspective, no, no, trust me, <laughs> there is no comparison between Augustine and Matt and John. <laughs> No, no, we have not had the impact on the church <laughs> that he had. And, and yet the thing is, is if you talk to Augustine, he said, oh, no, no, that no, the big deal is we're both looking to Jesus. That's the one. He's the one who is important. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think that's so important because I, I do have people that ask, oh, pastor, how do you, how do we view the saints? Well, what, what do Lutherans have to say about the saints? You know, and I think that's important for us to discuss yeah. because I think we can, we can go to one extreme and say, well, uh, we just don't talk about the saints. Uh, we, we kind of forget about those people. Well, no, 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 no. That's, that's going a little too far. But on the other hand, boy, I mean, you can really sort to start to venerate the saints or have this overemphasis of the saints. Uh, and you know, th- this idea of, you know, praying to, or at least through them and these other 
ideas um, that have crept into the church. Well, no, that's that's going a little too far the other way. We're giving too much credit to the saints in that respect. But there's, I think, a middle ground here. Yeah. And the middle ground keeps us centered in Jesus Christ. Because when you think about it, that, that word saint, what is what is a saint anyway? What does that word even mean? Well, it means one that's set apart. One, yeah. Holy is the thing, but but that kind of just belabors the issue. The, the, the term sanctification and holy are people that have been set apart by God. Yeah, people that have been, yeah, one that is set apart, one that's, like you said, holy. And so if we go to that with that definition, you know, who is the saint of saints? Who is the the set-apart one of set-apart ones, the holy one of holy ones? Well, it's Jesus, right? He's he's the ultimate saint in that respect, the ultimate holy one. And that ultimately is who it's all about. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Founder and perfecter. Yeah, and they're talking about Matt and John there, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, but even the founder, perfecter of the faith of Moses. Yeah. And... Abraham and Paul and Augustine and Constantine uh, that we had last week and yep. Constantine exactly so it's, it's it's all about Jesus right and so but we can look at the lives of these individuals too and and we can benefit from it so having said all that uh, let's look at Augustine okay um, and I love this guy I'm really glad Bo- both of these people are, are some of my favorite saints yeah 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 yeah, so uh, I, I, think... I have a little altar to Augustine in my oh, work office. Great. <laughs> oh, I, I am so sorry Don't... I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the wrong understanding of this. <laughs> That's what you're saying we shouldn't That's be doing. That's what I said not do. Okay, no. <laughs> I, I got it now. I'm just a little slow. Oh, boy. Once yeah. you retired... <laughs> Is all right. Yeah, if I have, a, I have an Augustine bobblehead, though. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's actually encouraged. Okay. Yeah. Because like, you see those Luther bobbleheads. I have a Luther. Luther. I, you, did you give that to I me? Mean, I have. I think you did. But you know, I, I, I'm thinking, is that irreverent? Is that is that wrong? No. Well, I'm thinking, if Luther was alive today, he would have a Luther bobblehead <laughs> of himself. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Oh, boy. Okay, well, let's look at Augustine here. Um, yeah, I, I think many of our listeners maybe have never heard of Augustine. And, no. and that's okay. That's okay. But I think that without even knowing it, we may have been influenced by Augustine. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. There's so much stuff going on that goes traces back to the things he he did for the church. Yeah, Exactly. And especially for those who are listening who are Lutherans, um, for them especially, I think August. August, now you've got me. I keep <laughs> Augustine, Augustine. Uh, they, he's influenced us as Lutherans too, in maybe ways that, that we don't even realize. Well, well, make me correct me if I'm wrong. Luther was an Augustinian exactly. monk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So just imagine the influence that that Augustine really had on on Luther's life too. Um, as as an Augustinian monk. Exactly. Well, well, you know, think about it. So if he'd been a Benedictine, or if he'd been a Franciscan, yep. There might have been a whole different deal going on here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But but Augustine is a pretty solid guy theologically. Here's this a, a few of a, a brief a brief okay. survey of Augustine. Yep. Uh, he was a pastor and bishop in the city of Hippo in what is now modern day Algeria. Okay, all right. Uh, he was just a remarkable intellectual. I mean, just not only a pastor but also a scholar, a true scholar. He also renounced false teachings. He upheld the truth of God's word again and again. He authored many books that are still in print today and and um, in many different uh, languages his confessions maybe the be oh, the yes. most famous one that's really in- city of god yeah yep, yep, too. Yep. and uh just just a brilliant guy and then like you said martin luther was an augustinian monk that order named after augustine exactly um 
but Augustine wasn't always a saint. <laughs> right? No, that's what I love about it. And yeah. that, that's what's pretty cool. And and uh, and that's what I want to focus out on a little bit today is is Augustine's early life. In fact, he is far from a saint. In that Confessions book I mentioned, which is which is basically his autobiography, yeah. he writes about his own life. Uh, he laments in that book. He right. says, "Late have I loved thee," and he's speaking to yeah. God. Lord, late if I love thee. And it's only really later in life that, that Augustine comes to faith. And his early life really reminds me of the book of Ecclesiastes. In some oh, ways. okay. Oh, right, so, oh, no, you got me intrigued. No, I'm what jumping respect? over the place. No, what so, respect? So yeah. Ecclesiastes, that book of the Bible, you know, the writer is just sort of Vanity searching. of vanities? Yeah, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Meaningless, meaningless. And and the writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to find meaning and substance in, in all sorts of different places. So they look to knowledge, right? Yeah. And, oh, there's never an end to learning. No, there's not fulfillment there. They look to, to pleasure. Well, no, you know, you know, you're never satisfied. You look to lust. And, well, no, it's not there either. Um, you look to money. Well, money's never quite enough. And, and again and again and again, they just fall short in finding meaning in life, right? Until finally they find meaning in, well, guess where? God, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Augustine's life, I think, really echoes that, too, that same theme. So here's here's just a couple examples. Um, uh, his most famous quote, Augustine's most famous quote, is that one about his heart. Remember that? No, I don't. Uh, he says, he says our, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless oh, okay. until it rests in yeah. you. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. Our heart is restless until it rests in you. So that restlessness... I think we hear in Ecclesiastes this restlessness in Augustine's life as well. So, for instance, uh, as he's growing up, uh, his father's a pagan. Oh, his yeah. father yeah. Is a, you know, doesn't believe in the Lord at all. He's a pagan, worshiping false gods, idols. Uh, Can I ask you a question yeah. real quick? So is Augustine before or after Constantine, do you know? Yeah, I, they're both in the three hundreds, and I okay. think uh, I think Augustine. I think this is off the top of my head, and listeners can correct me, but I think he, he maybe predates Constantine just a little bit. But they're they're sort of kind of sort of contemporaries, really. Okay. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so father is a pagan, but his mother Monica is her name. Monica, she's a Christian. She's a pretty right. zealous. I'm, Christian. I'm thinking it must be after. Shortly after Constantine if, time, then yeah, because yeah. otherwise they Christian, all would have been right? pagans. I would yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Good point. Uh, there's a, a time he writes about where he uh, he he this famous account in the confessions where he goes and he steals a pear from the neighbor's. Oh, yes. Yep, orchard. Yep. So he and some of his, his friends, uh, some of the, some of their juvenile delinquents go and steal <laughs> a pear. And, and he laments doing that. And we think, well, what's the big deal? Augustine he just stole a pear. Yeah. But the, the thing of it is the reason why he stole it, he stole it not because he is hungry, uh, not because he was going to sell to make some money off of it. He stole it just for the sake of doing of something stealing. wrong. Yeah. He, yeah. he stole for the sake of stealing. That's it. And he laments over that to sin just for the sake of sinning. And uh, he, he looks at that as, oh boy, that was pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so no no fulfillment there in stealing and just sinning for the sake of sinning. So later he, he turns to lust. Okay. Uh, we know that he has a, a son with a, a woman. He refuses yep. to marry the woman. Uh, didn't want to be tied down. Uh, and still no fulfillment though. As yeah. he, he but but not in all fairness, she was his concubine. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. 
So I, that's what I'm just saying. Because <laughs> well, then it's okay. If, well, in a future episode, I think we need to we need to talk about that. But I think we need to bring concubinage back. <laughs> in fact, I have a strong suspicion concubinage has been brought back, and we just don't call it for what it is. Yeah, I, I think we need to devote a whole series of episodes to that. <laughs> because the idea, but but see what I'm trying to say. It wasn't that he was running around with different women. Okay, he had one woman. Yes, but and he stayed with it, but he didn't marry her. You're right. Yes. That's what we call a concubine, when you live with a woman and you don't marry her. And I'm just thinking, we do a lot of that now. We just don't call it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Cohabitation and all those things. I think let's quit the cohabitation. It's concubine. That's (laughs) what it is. Let's call it what it is. All right. But the point is, it's not good. It's not good. No, marriage is what God commands. It's not what God what God had in You're mind, You're supposed right? to be devoted to a woman and be willing to die for her. So yes. I think, yeah, you could probably make a vow to her. Yes. Couldn't you? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So shallow, meaningless there. Uh, so he finds his try meaning and learning. All right. Yeah. And so he, he reads the greatest scholars and philosophers, uh, it, you know, and, and, and again, just unfulfilled. Uh, and all while he's doing this, though, his younger life is just looking for meaning in all these places. Meanwhile, guess what his mom, Monica, is doing? Praying. 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 Exactly. Yeah, right. that's I mean, the praying the without ceasing. Yeah. Praying for her son, that 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 heart of her wayward son that seems so very restless would finally find rest in, in his savior. Uh she was confident that no one is beyond the work of the Holy Spirit, right? And the Lord heard her prayer. Uh finally God's word works in the life of Augustine. Uh, I, I, yeah. now, I'm an old guy and I forget things. Didn't the same thing happen with Constantine? Wasn't his mom also was a big influence in him becoming a Christian? Yeah, well, she she was certainly yeah, a Christian, a Helena, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if she was as big of an influence. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we talked last time about that vision that Constantine saw yeah. and all that. Yeah, that's that true. That was more call. the... Um, but I, you know, as far as I know, at least, yeah, and Augustine and Monica is more, you know... Uh, yeah, no, there's more direct Much more directly here. trying to... But but it almost seems like you have to have some kind of Christian family for this thing to kind of come to fruition. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, so, you know, so between, so Monica's praying for him and and where Augustine starts to hear God's word, one of the places is he wants to go hear this guy who's a great orator, great speaker, um, to learn just really rhetoric and oratory skills. That was the big thing. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And the, the guy he goes to listen to is... Ambrose. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. so he's another church father. But but a cool thing, because he's not going to Ambrose because he's a Christian. No, no. He's going because it's all about articulation. Exactly. So yes. he, he starts going to church to hear Pastor yeah. Ambrose, Bishop Ambrose, because he's such a great orator. Yeah. And guess what? Ambrose is talking about Jesus, Jesus, right? So it's through that word of God spoken through Ambrose that God brings Augustine to faith. And I think that's pretty cool because Augustine's not going to, to find out about Christianity or or to, to find meaning in life necessarily. He's going just to yeah, just to kind of learn from this guy about how to, to talk. To be a pagan. That's why he's, yeah. because that's what it is. If you're a pagan, it's all about your ability to oritate and to argue. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, in the end, all right, uh, Augustine becomes a believer in Jesus Christ, right? That word of the Lord pointed him to Jesus Christ, that same one who's who's had a heart for Augustine for all people, the one whose heart stopped beating on the cross, and we're going to look at hearts. Yeah. Uh, and Augustine's heart then found rest finally. It found forgiveness and peace and uh, salvation. Um, yeah. So I, I think, uh, 
you know, when I were, we're talking about uh, Augustine, he's not the only one who's restless, right? No. Um, we looked up sure. a Bible verse in the book of Luke, okay? Uh, it's chapter it 16. And, and here's another restless guy that's trying to find uh, meaning in other things. And we, we see how it turns out for him, and it's not so good. So go ahead, John. So Jesus told a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully, and he thought of himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? Oh, I tell you what, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and I will store all my grain and my goods, and then I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Yeah. So this rich fool, as he's called uh, over the years, he's looking for meaning too, right? Yeah. He's a little restless. And what does he find meaning in? Well, in in more and yeah, more. Yeah, relax, more. eat, drink, be merry, sure. Exactly. So he's he's discontent, uh, but he's trying to just find meaning in life and contentment in some of the same places that, that we do too, the book of Ecclesiastes did, and even well, Augustine did. This guy's trying to find that meaning in 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 more more yep. more food more money just bigger the, barns the moreness of life right yeah bigger barns and in the meantime he has to tear down the old ones and you wonder well what happened to all that food <laughs> in the meantime really yeah. you know yeah. well, how did others in his community eat if this guy tore down his barns well he doesn't care about that he just wants to build bigger ones he just cares about himself but you know death is sort of the great equalizer here whether you're rich or poor it doesn't matter the guy dies and that really puts things into perspective well what's really important well not bigger barns and not more money and not more food and not not pleasure and not learning but what's important is is jesus christ right uh so i think for us who today uh especially during this thanksgiving time of year uh, we want to take time to give thanks and we want to have take time to also i think repent of our discontent yep. frankly yep. on our breaking of the 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 uh the ninth and tenth commandments right and coveting and all those things uh and to really truly uh find rest in jesus christ not to find rest in the one who gives that that ultimate rest that sabbath rest uh through his death and, and resurrection uh so yeah so focus on Christ, uh, the same one that, that Augustine finally found that rest in. He's the only one that really gives significance to life and, and rest to a restless heart and significance to life even beyond this life, uh, beyond the grave. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really like that example of Augustine, uh, an imperfect saint, but yet one that uh, Jesus brings to faith. And that's the thing. All these saints are imperfect, right, John? I mean, yeah, you know, no, that's what makes you a saint. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be a the, sinner to be a saint. The saint of saints, yeah, the Holy yeah. One, Jesus Christ. Paul, the Apostle Paul, there is a, Jesus Christ is a trustworthy saint. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, of whom I am the the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So all the saints knew they were yeah. sinners. I, and I just, real quick thought I want to throw in here as we, we close up this episode this whole business about Monica and about uh, Helena. Uh, um, see, we, we begin by saying the saints are those that have been called out, right? Those that have been set aside by the Lord. Uh, and I just hope all of our listeners, as you meet together with your family, if there's some people in your family that maybe do not have this relationship with Jesus, they're not looking towards him, as it's said in Hebrews, then do, do pray, pray for them. Because who knows? Who knows what people that you and I and our listeners are going to bring to Jesus Christ? And we might not even know that. We may not yeah. even know that. Yeah. 
but but there's a purpose while you're here on this earth and and part of that purpose is is the love and the praying and the care for the people around you especially for the people that maybe really don't have a relationship with jesus yet so uh, amen especially this time of year and maybe monica in that respect is the real saint in this whole story yeah. right uh, don't give up no one is beyond the reach of the holy spirit or the call of the gospel keep praying keep sharing christ and uh, keep loving them this has been wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics, basics.